Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another couple of hours of Motorsports Madness presented by Race Chaser Media. And uh, we are broadcasting, as always, from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker. I will be your traffic cop for the next couple of hours uh, and uh, try to keep straight the other three gentlemen that are sharing studio space with me this evening. Back from last week, we have, of course, Randy Miller, who's with us every week on uh, Motorsports Madness. Randy is the host of the Inside Pass that um, airs on Facebook live on both Race Chaser Media and WSIC News on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, but airs on our radio stations here at WSIC Saturday mornings at 9. You can just simply go and um, dial up Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform, and uh, you can hear the latest inside pass there each week. And... um. We've got Peter Strada and Noah Lewis back with us again from TSJ Sports. So uh, we've got uh, four of us here tonight and a whole lot to recap. We're going to talk Indy. We're going to talk NASCAR Dover. We're going to talk news of the week. We're going to talk. We're going to look ahead to Daytona and Gateway this weekend because between those two facilities, IndyCar, ARCA, and all three NASCAR divisions are going to be competing. So um, we have got a lot going on. The show brought to you, as always, by My Computer Career. And uh, My Computer Career is training for a better life. You can find them on the web at mycomputercareer.edu. We'll tell you more about them later. We've got about, uh, gosh, we've only got a few seconds left in this segment. But, uh, Randy, I'll I'll start with you um, just for some thoughts initially on NASCAR Dover, of course, uh, we we had a trio of races there, and uh, all three of them serious playoff implications, and um, a lot to be decided at Daytona. Yeah, if you missed it, uh, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick won. That's our show. See you next week. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same old song and dance. Well, you forgot the truck race. That's but, true. Uh, we'll, we'll get, get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to all of that um, as we get started here right after we come back around the turn. We're going to step aside. We'll be back to kick off Motorsports Madness right after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information, report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, uh, presented by Race Chaser Radio. Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strahd, and Randy Miller in the studio, along with uh, our outstanding producer, Nikea James, back again. Always brings a shot of life and energy to the studio. Uh, and boy, is she good on the controls. Let me tell you, I have never worked with a better producer than Nike. And that is the truth. In 33 years of radio, I've never worked with one who's more accurate with an outro than Nike. See, let um, that be a lesson, boys. That's how you butter up to the producer so that you can <laughs> stay on the it's air. It's the That's truth. James Mellick is great, but Nike is <laughs> about half a car length ahead. Right She's now. a lot easier <laughs> to look at than James, James by the way, is, uh, <laughs> n- the, James is fine. He's just uh, not able to be here tonight so Nikea graciously stepped up to fill in again and uh james mellick will be back <clears throat> excuse me back with us next week okay so a lot to cover here tonight i feel like we we need to get started here so i think taking a look back briefly um at uh, where we came from in terms of dover um is an excellent idea but first we got a couple of news stories i want to get to uh that that broke over the course of the last day or so. First of all, um, I don't know which one's bigger, so I'm just going to pick one. Noah Gregson uh, has re-signed with Junior Motorsports. I think it's only a one-year deal for the 2021 season to continue racing the number nine in the Xfinity Series. Um, I think I'll just go around the table here, and I'll start with Peter. Um, Are you surprised at this and is this a good decision for Noah and for Junior Motorsports? I can't say I'm that surprised, and I think it's a great decision for all parties involved because Gregson's taking a huge leap forward this year in performance, and 
I think with him sticking around next year, he's got to be one of the title favorites right off the bat starting in Daytona. I mean, he won Daytona this past February pretty convincingly, and with another year of experience under his belt, another playoff uh, run, who knows how great it'll be next year. Noah? Yeah, it, it definitely, I feel the same way. You know, Noah Gregson has definitely shown improvement. He did it at KBM as well when he was there. He showed improvement year over year, and, and he's been in the Xfinity Series now. But what really stands out to me is how big of a deal this is for him as a driver. Um, he came into this season, and they barely got things together before the start of it in terms of sponsorship. Bass Pro stepped up. Uh, so he made this a big deal on social media. People were thinking, oh, he might be going to a cup ride. They were thinking all different things. And then a few people were, were a little underwhelmed when he said that we just re-signed. But that's huge for Noah Gregson. I mean, this is a kid that said a couple of weeks ago, I don't know where I'm going next year. I've got to get things together. I've got to get sponsorship together. So for him to sign and know, have job security for next season, uh, that's a big deal. And I think that they can definitely take that team and turn it around and, and definitely be championship contenders. Yeah, I think he's grown a lot, and I've I've said that from the very beginning. You know, since since he left KBM and went and signed with Junior Motorsports, he's he's matured. He's become much more of an of an adult, you know, than he than he was at KBM. Uh, but from the perspective of Chevy driver development, I mean, he probably needs to stay where he's at because if you go and leave the Chevy camp, you go to a Ford camp who who has just now getting their development program off the ground, and then you got Toyota whose development program can't seem to you know stand on two legs. Um, so, developmentally, he's in a position where he can learn from Justin Allgaier. He can learn from Junior. You know, he's got Michael Annette to lean on. You know, he, he's got some, some other guys in the Chevy camp at GMS that he can lean on, too. Um, and he kind of knows, you know, kind of where your future is. I mean, if you sign a one-year deal, I mean, obviously, this time of, of not knowing coronavirus and sponsorship and stuff, a lot of drivers are signing one-year deals because you, you just don't know what the future is going to hold. But... I think if he continues to perform at the level he's performed at this year, then I think next year his stock will probably continue to rise and he'll get an even better deal in 2022. I just realized that Randy has his own camera. I do. <laughs> no one I have to share, but Randy has his own camera. We can see who Nike likes best here. So happens, <laughs> I well, see no, how that works. That's what happens when your show airs on WSIC. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, we see you get a little bit of luxury. I see where it's we like, It's here. both a blessing and a curse, because I'm sure the people at home are like, oh, my God, turn your camera off. Well, that's the, a good thing I don't have my own the camera. Two, the, 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 <laughs> oh, the it two, can be turned. The, the two widest guys here are sharing a camera. Yes, Go figure. Halloween's coming, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why not show Casper on the screen before the, Halloween? The linebackers have to share a camera. Okay, uh, back to the topic at hand. I absolutely agree with all you guys. I think that he, here's what I, th I think is great about this for Noah. Noah, I think, needs another year to mature a little more. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I'm not saying that he's immature. I think he's more mature this year than he was last. I think Noah's still growing into the part. And um, I love that Noah's fun. I love that he's kind of unpredictable. I love that he's very passionate, wears his emotion on his sleeves. I think he's learning kind of how to control that a little bit. And um, I think this kid has cup championship star power I just think he needs another year to grow. And so the good news is he's got another year in the same car with hopefully the same team and the same crew to, to go and run for a championship. Maybe the bad news is you miss out on the 48 opportunity, which is I know where a lot of people thought he was going. Um, I never did because I, I picked him in the beginning of the year to be the guy for that ride. But I think his performance this year, 
he he kind of played himself out of it a little bit, in my opinion. Um, I didn't feel like Rick Hendrick would choose him. I think everybody realizes he needs a little more time. He's going to be somewhere good in Cup eventually, and he's going to uh, run for championships. Um, I think this is a good move, and I think it could pay off with a championship for junior motorsports next year. Um, okay, next news item, and we'll go around the table again. I'll just reverse the order this time. Start with Randy. <laughs> this one is a little bit. Uh, this was a little bit unexpected. <laughs> GMS Racing officials announced today that NASCAR champion and two-time Southern 500 winner Greg Biffle will pilot the number 24 Chevrolet for the upcoming NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series race at Darlington Speedway. That is next weekend. Randy, are you surprised? Uh, nothing surprises me about 2020. Greg Ruffles never driven a Chevrolet, right? He's always been Ford. Correct? Yeah, he's always been Ford. Yeah, so he's never even been in a Chevrolet before. I just want to see him whoop the 51 truck behind just so he can be like, ha-ha, it's not just a truck, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it, I mean, it's well, cool. Well, do I, it. He, he very well could do it. I, I love to see, I like the nostalgia of the series. Like, I love to see the old guys, old guys, sorry, Greg, coming back um, and running races <laughs> and, and mixing up with the, with the new kids on the block. Because I, it's that cool mix of young talent versus veteran drivers that really make the truck series unique and cool. And, and I'm all for it. I think it'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. You talk about Greg Biffle stepping out and, and then coming back for that truck run. I mean, good gosh. He came out there, whipped the field, got yeah, that. Did. Got that win uh, in the truck series before. So I'm excited, and I get to see him in person. I'll be in the press box uh, for Darlington Race Weekend, so I'm excited for that. Uh, but, yeah, Greg in the in the truck, that's a good move by GMS. I'm excited to see what he can do in that kind of truck. I feel like Greg Biffle's retirement, well, quote-unquote retirement from the Cup Series is pretty unceremonious. He didn't really get a send-off like Dale or Jeff or even Jimmy this year. So I think any chance for fans to see him race in person again is a treat, and I think he'll do a great job. The sad part is Randy just called Biffle old, and I just realized he's three years younger than me. Oh, no. So um, I don't know what that makes me. But uh, Says the man without the camera. On the daylight today, I feel like 90, so it's probably about <laughs> I think this is a, I think this is an interesting. And, and look, Biffle can win in this truck. Mm. You know, the, this truck, we saw Chase Elliott do it. Um, this truck is a strong truck. It's, it's a great opportunity for Greg. And... It could be an interesting foreshadow because I don't get, as you said, Peter, he kind of retired in a very unceremonious way, and I feel like Greg wants to race more again. He He's said just on looking Twitter, for an opportunity. Uh, couple, I think a week or so ago that he wants to run the 2021 Daytona 500. Yeah. So who yeah. knows where that could lead? Well, that's what I mean. So I feel like, look, he's got he's got uh, a championship, 17 wins, 40. Three top fives, 55 top tens, and 12 Polaroid, pull awards, Polaroids, pull awards <laughs> in the Who's truck series. Who's old now? <laughs> My tongue I wasn't going to crack the joke. Um, and it's, okay. uh, yeah. it, it's really, I think this is a neat opportunity for him to reestablish his, his presence. And who knows where this goes? I mean, I think it's fun. So uh, Biffle getting back behind the wheel of a truck. And, of course, um, you know, Darlington, is that, that's not necessarily truck land um but it is this year and uh it's a two o'clock start on the 6th of september it's gonna be really fun now you gotta wonder will he throw back to one of his old paint schemes that's what you gotta watch for it is a throwback weekend and everybody's participating so we'll see where that goes okay when we come back we'll uh, continue to talk nascar and of course the indy 500 is another big topic we'll get to that after this be back in a moment how to be a great dad in 15 seconds 
bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motor Sports Madness continues, and we are talking NASCAR, and uh, just kind of recapping Dover, not with a, a, a whole lot of detail necessarily, but um, just enough to kind of capture the essence of it. Um, in the Cup Series, it's pretty simple. Whenever Hamlin wins, Harvick must win. <laughs> and whenever Harvick wins, Hamlin must win. That's pretty much how this works. Um, on Sunday, Kevin Harvick picked up the win. Martin Truex, Jimmy Johnson, William Byron, and Alex Bowman rounding out the top five in that one. Um, guys, here's the thing that, that's most interesting to me, is that both Jimmy Johnson and William Byron managed to finish one behind the other in this race. 
And now it's almost the two of them against DiBenedetto for the final playoff spot. And if someone from behind, below the cut line, wins Daytona, then it's going to be even a bigger dogfight. And so this is just, to me, the ultimate um, teammate. I, I said last week that when it comes to Daytona, teammates be, you know, teammates are out the window. You're going for points of getting your own team in the playoffs. Um, here's a great example of it, uh, Noah, that uh, Johnson and Byron, it's, yeah, they want to work together and try to stay ahead of DiBenedetto, but at the end of the day, they're they're fighting for their own playoff lives here. Yeah, for sure. And, and we do see sometimes at Daytona and Talladega, uh, manufacturers try to get together. It doesn't usually work out the way they plan it, um, but it could come down to... Maybe the Fords are out front. Big Red happens. The Chevys miss it. Those two get through. That'd be a great story for the Chevrolet camp because then they've got Jimmy and Byron, and they're like, all right, boys, back it down. We're good. Like, you know, Benedetto's out. But you just don't know. We don't know. It could be the last lap where the wreck happens. It right. could be the middle of the race. Um, so we really don't know, and that's going to be fun. But just talking about the weekend in general for those two drivers, Jimmy had a solid weekend, you know, all together. Uh, much better Sunday. Same for Byron except for Saturday. Saturday was miserable for that team, and just seeing them kind of flip-flop their race and turn it around for Sunday, I mean, if you would have told me they'd finish inside the top 10 even on Sunday, I would have laughed in your face after their their Saturday performance. So to see them kind of flip-flop, that showed me some uh, some true playoff strides, something you need, some momentum you need to be able to turn the team around uh, heading into a possible playoff berth. So, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. NASCAR Chasm weighed in on this oh, with boy. one of his famous <laughs> tweets earlier. If Jimmy and William want to change the relationship status to it's complicated before the race <laughs> on Saturday, I'm sure we'd all understand. Um, oh, I thought goodness. that was pretty funny. Randy, what's your take on this? Well, I mean, if you're somebody like Jimmy Johnson, I mean, obviously, you're a seven-time champion. You know, you've got brains of steel, so you're not going to think too much <laughs> about everything going on. But it's got to be distracting for you to go out there knowing that you have a four-point gap to overcome, whether it's on the good side or on the bad side. And you really can't even think about somebody underneath of you who could end up winning the race. Like a lot of this stuff is out of your control completely. And you just have to go out there and run your race because while you're thinking about your teammate, William Byron getting in, well, what if Boyer's ahead of me? What if Jones is ahead of me? What if Christopher Bell's ahead of me? What if somebody outside the top 16, you know, ends up winning the race? And then I have to, you know, there's so many things going on. And on top of it, it's Daytona. So you have enough to think about inside the wheel of a car, you know, making sure that you keep your, keep your points and hit your marks and don't get into a wreck and keep the car in one piece. Now you got all the point stuff to think about on top of it. It's, it's got to be a very distracting day yeah. for those guys trying to balance all that stuff out and not think about it too much and concentrate on the race. Peter, in theory, you look at uh, DiBenedetto, Johnson, and Jones, uh, or rather, Byron, DiBenedetto, and Johnson, they're all within, you know, 9, 10 points. But um, the thing about Daytona is, Randy has just said, so much is out of your control. And because it's Daytona, almost anybody can win. So, honestly, you go right back down to 30th position in the standings. And you can find nary a car that can't pull off some sort of a circumstantial win and, uh, again, knock one of these three guys out of the playoffs. 
Right. I mean, you mentioned someone below the cut line possibly winning. Just think about Ricky Stenhouse. He's sure. arguably the greatest play, most aggressive plate racer, super speedway racer, excuse me, that we have in the series <laughs> today. And I mean, he's not racing for points. He's win or go home. So I'm expecting that 47 to be up in the top five, challenging for the lead all day long. And I'm expecting him to either bring home a trophy or a steering wheel. So, I mean, 21, 48, 24. Yeah, I'd go for stage points if I were them, but you got to really, if someone below the cut line is ahead, you got to go for that lead, go for that win. Okay, so I'll go around the uh, the table here since uh, Peter kind of started uh, a nice question, which is who would be your dark horse from below the cut line? Um, and we're not going to count Jimmy here because he's still in the playoff hunt. Um, but from be- below the cut line, who would be your dark horse? The one guy you think is would be most likely to steal a playoff spot for one of these um, two guys, three guys here that are contending, Noah. Uh, I'm going to go Ryan Newman. I mean, we look at the story he's oh, had. that be something? That would be an amazing wow. storyline to come back to Daytona and and kind of put it to it. You know, say, hey, you know, this is how we started the season, but how we're getting back around to Daytona is a lot better. So I would say Newman, and not only because of the storyline, but because of how fast he's been at these plate races recently. I mean, photo finish with Blaney last yeah. year at, uh, at Dega and – and then just in general, the, the are the super speedway, not plate anymore, but super speedway races. <laughs> um, uh, TSJ yeah, got to stick together. Right? <laughs> but, uh, but I would love to see it. I'd love to see Ryan Newman, and I think he'll have the car, he'll have the drive, and, uh, and I think he could definitely be a contender. Man, after nearly dying in February at Daytona, for Newman to come back and win this race to get in the playoffs, mm-hmm. that – I mean, my gosh, you could, it, it, this would be, it's one of those deals where you just know that every NASCAR fan in existence would have a tear in their eye. Yep. Randy? Well, I, I've been kind of debating just as Noah was talking, but I'm, I'm going to go with Eric Jones because I, I feel like Eric needs the win to obviously, yeah, not, not just to get into the playoffs, but just to audition for a ride for next yeah. year. So um, not making the playoffs, is, it may do some damage to his, you know, his ability to get a top quality ride, but you know, I mean, he has nothing to lose, so you might as well go out there and, as Peter said, checkers are wreckers. So let's just, you know, go out there and make the most of it. So I'm debating between Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace, but yeah. I'm going to go Bubba. Um, and the reason I'm going to do that is because, again, he's been real fast on the super speedways, and uh, you know, that he again, he's kind of on a momentum run here a little yeah. bit, both um. On the track and off the track, there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going around about uh, what's going to happen with Richard Petty Motorsports next year, and and all of it seems good. So I mean, it you know it feels like Bubba's kind of growing his his uh, brand and, and his his uh, respect a little bit. Um, you know, I would I think Bubba is the one, but I'd also keep an eye on Tyler Reddick. Um, because, you know, Tyler's another one that's really good on these big tracks. And, um, you know, he, he actually, I think, led Daytona a little bit back uh, last year. Um, and I, I can see I can see any of the guys we've just mentioned. And the other one, I think, is Christopher Bell that becomes kind of, you know, uh, obvious out of there that, um, you know, this might be his deal. And even way back in 28th, he got Matt Kenseth there. Yeah. And uh boy, at Daytona, I mean he's won a couple of 500s and um the 42 is capable. These these guys, that's why I'm saying this this scenario of 
of finishing the regular season and determining the final couple playoff spots at Daytona in a race that basically is scrambled eggs. Mm. You know, that's that's how it goes. Um, and where stage points are going to be critical to these three guys that are on the 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 cut line here, Byron De Benedetto and Johnson, and where you have all these guys behind them that know all it takes is a win and I'm in. Um boy, this I mean Saturday night, you're gonna want to be in front of the TV yeah. and checking this one out. Um okay. So as long as what do we got? Two minutes? Okay, let's let's get this out of the way right away here. Randy, are you uh you ready for picks here? Oh yeah, absolutely. Need to, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So real quick, um uh, who, uh, who who did what last week? So I, I now have a 22-point lead over Nick. Uh, so Nick's actually losing at something right now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but he picked Harvick in race number two, so he won a little bit, but whatever. Uh, Jacob is uh, third at 67 back, and then Tom is 76 back. And poor Red. If, if, if Bell would, have, would win a race, he'd, he'd actually gain some ground. But uh, he's Well, sadly. you know, we reset for the playoffs. So, That's true. That's um, very true. You know, all right. So uh, we got two irregulars here so should we let them pick first yeah sure go ahead okay so noah who is going to win the cup race at daytona all right i think that jimmy johnson wins the cup race at daytona and i think if matt Benedetto is out already then it'd be a great thing to see william byron pushing him across the line saying hey okay team hendrick we got this we're going to stick together however we do it he may kind of go for it but imagine uh seeing jimmy johnson get a win even if that's his final of of his career, but jumping in there and getting that win, that'd be cool. Ooh. Okay. Peter. You took the pick I was going to make sentimentally, <laughs> but using my head, I think I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. He dominated Ooh. Talladega the last Super Speedway race we ran, and he was this close to winning in Daytona. So I really think that 12 will come out there with a vengeance, looking to join his Penske teammates as multi-time winners this season. Nick, Well, Nick agrees with Noah, so he picked Jimmy Johnson, too. And Jacob is uh, on a two-inch limb tonight, so he picked Kevin Harvick. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to go with Matt DiBenedetto because Matt, I feel like if with the Penske, you know, Penske Wood Brothers uh, conglomerate, I, I think they're going to help him get into the playoffs. So Interesting. Uh, I'm picking Matt. Yeah, he's well, the only one out there. I mean, it's this is such a crapshoot. It always is. Um, but you know who I'm picking for the, for the Daytona win? And again, um, who would have ever thought I would be saying this at this point? Kyle Busch for his <laughs> first win of the 2020 season in the Cup Series. Um, and I believe that's the definitive answer. With that, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we got much more to come on the madness. So don't go anywhere. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness continues. We are broadcasting live from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. We broadcast live on Performance Motorsports Network. Uh, the PMN radio app, and also the um, Race Chaser radio network. Just go to the racechaseronline.com website and click on the player if you want to listen from there on your desktop or whatever device you have. And, of course, we are syndicated worldwide um, in a number of places, actually. So uh, wherever you're listening to us from, we are thankful that you are, and we hope that you will share the show and um, tell all your friends about it so that uh, we can make the party bigger here. Um, we've been talking NASCAR, talked about Cup Series last segment. This segment, we'll talk Xfinity Series, the other series that is racing this weekend at uh, Daytona. And I feel like this series, again, if you look at the standings, I feel like this series is basically a tale of a couple of people. If you look at the cut line, um, this series cuts off at 12. And so 12 drivers make the playoffs. Brandon Brown sitting in the cutoff spot, um, 31 points above the cut line. Jeremy Clements is 31 back. And uh, you got my Snyder behind him at 58 back. 
And the Daytona, not the cutoff race for this group. Uh, they're not on the same schedule as the Cup Series. But I still do feel like those three, unless somebody really surprises us, I feel like those three are the battle for the playoff spots, Peter Strata. But at the same time, we're going to Daytona, and you got guys like Anthony Alfredo, and I don't even know if Hemrick's in the eight or not this week, and I'll have to look that up. But uh, whoever's in the eight car, um, I guess Daniel wouldn't be a, c- a contender anyhow because he doesn't run all the races. He so is racing, by the way. He is racing. Okay. So I feel like if somebody, you know, um, well, actually that takes Alfredo out too then because he's not running a full schedule. So I guess when you look at it, you're basically playing for these three drivers pretty much. Um, the only thing that, that a, a win by somebody below the cut line would do is basically take the possibility of a win away from a playoff car. Right, and the gap is currently 31 points for the cutoff between Brandon Brown and Jeremy Clements, and I really think outside of a couple miraculous stage performances or somehow a win like we've seen Jeremy Clements do before back a couple years ago at Road America, I really think in Xfinity the playoff field is somewhat set unless somehow Maya Snyder if he has starts remaining with Childress gets a couple of really solid finishes together scores max points and somehow works his way up there who do you think is most likely out of those three to come out of Daytona with the best finish Peter I really think Brandon Brown I really like how that team has strung together a couple of good finishes recently and I just would rather be ahead of the cut line going in than behind and I still think 31 points among these drivers is a pretty insurmountable gap. Stage points are going to be critical for these three. Noah, would you disagree with Brandon Brown, or are you flying with him coming out of Daytona in the best spot? Uh, I'm flying with Myatt Snyder, and somewhat for the storyline, but also for just uh, that team. I think that they're capable of bringing a car that that they can help. They've got teammates there um, on that Ryan Seed Racing uh, side of things, unless he's with RCR this weekend, I nope. don't believe it. Ryan nope. Seek. Okay, Snyder's so, be with, uh, Seek. so yeah, so uh, I think Myatt, and then also just his determination this season to run the full schedule. I think it'd be really cool as a storyline, um, but I think he's he's going to have a good shot at it after this. Randy, you know, when you look at the list, I mean, you, you have guys, you know, you guys talked about Myatt Snyder, Jeremy Clements, Alex LeBay's down there too. I'm going to skip down and talk about Jesse Little because JD, I feel like JD Motorsports has really come a long way this year. And I think that team, especially on super speedways, has the ability to be able to at least have a really good finish. So if he, I mean, obviously if he won, he would be in the playoffs because he's 18th in points right now. But I don't know. I, I just feel like the JD Motorsports is actually better this year than they've been in years past. And, and all those kids on that team are doing a really good job. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him in victory lane. He would have to win to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, um, yeah. But, uh, okay, so uh, you say Jesse does better than the other three. I'm actually, I, I'm with Noah in this one. I, I Something about Myatt Snyder, that kid, and, and I like Brandon Brown, and I like Jeremy Clements, and I think, of course, it's Daytona, so any of them could could do well, and, and you got to stay out of the big one. But I just, Myatt Snyder is one of those drivers that has the ability to come up big when you least expect it. Um, I could easily see him going to Daytona and coming out of this either in the playoffs, uh, you know, in the transfer spot or, you know, somewhere right below the cutoff, but much more in contention. Okay, so um, we'll kind of go through the rest of the playoff scenario here. I mean, we've got... um, you know, we, we believe that we've got uh, 10 of these spots, uh, or at least probably 11 of these spots. 
pretty much decided unless something really drastic happens. Um, and I look at some of this and, and we've been talking about Cindric Briscoe all year long. Those two back and forth. Gregson gets in there. Algier just won. Burton's won. Jones has won. Haley's won. Chastain still no wins and we're at Daytona. So here's my question. Can can Ross Chastain add his name to the win list at Daytona and assure himself of a spot in the playoffs? Peter. Well, Chastain did just that at Daytona a year ago. He led yep. the colleague one, two, three contingent across the checkered flag. And I think if the colleague cars team up again, well, I believe Almendinger is running this race. If the colleague cars team up again, then I think they'll be unbeatable once again with ideally Chastain leading that charge. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, we look at colleague racing and how solid they've become, but also how solid their their speedway package has become i mean those guys can find their way to stick together and get together very easily so i think uh pushing chest chest to the forefront that's that's definitely realistic this weekend i can't believe you're telling me ross hasn't won yet right like, it still blows my mind that he hasn't it, won a race it's yeah. amazing really. so i mean we're this far into the season but i mean if you look at what happened last year with Allgaier, he made it in and didn't win a race until phoenix so mm-hmm. i mean you know obviously getting in is, is one thing once you're in you know uh, obviously we know how strong colleague is justin haley won Daytona last year when the Cup car was Spire. So I feel like there is ample time for uh, colleague racing to, to gel together and having all three in the field this weekend. I think they're a death threat for everybody else this weekend. I think adding to, I think Chastain certainly can win and get in. And I think adding to Noah's and my uh, thoughts on Myatt Snyder is the fact that he has a teammate who's already in the playoffs and mm-hmm. Ryan Sieg. And if the two of them hook up together, then uh, that gives him a leg up. Neither Clemens nor Brown um, have teammates, though sometimes there is the second car out of uh, the Brandon Brown stables, but um, certainly not, you know, something that's predictable or, you know, happening on a regular basis. So um, looking up front, I mean, uh, I guess we'll just go through and let's, uh, let's pick who we think is going to win. Again, this is such a crapshoot, but I feel like anybody, honestly, in the top, you know, 10 to 12 has a great shot at winning, but of course you get to go off the board. So Peter, who you got for the uh, Xfinity race at Daytona? I know I just was singing the praises of Ross Chastain, but I think his teammate, AJ Allmendinger pulls the spoiler this weekend. Not a surprise. That would not be a surprise to me at all. Uh, Randy? I'm going to go with Anthony Alfredo. Cause I'm, I, again, he's another guy where I feel like, why hasn't he won a race yet? And he's been in the top 10 in every single start he's had, except for like one. And uh, that was like an 11th place finish. But other than that, I mean, he, he definitely has what it takes to win in Daytona. I wouldn't even call Anthony a dark horse no, this weekend. No, I think not at he's all. sort of a uh, semi. He's like a gray, horse. like a yeah, grayish color grayish horse. horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a grayish. Yeah, he's color. not a dark horse this weekend, in my opinion. Noah? Yeah, I think Justin Allgaier, because he's kind of flipped the switch. He won this. And, and I picked him, by the way, bragging points there. I picked him to uh, to flip that switch. <laughs> Thank you for the pat on the back. You're welcome. Uh, I, uh, to flip that switch in Dover <laughs> and change his momentum around. And that's what Justin Allgaier needed. He's got three solid teammates, solid cars. You know, Junior, junior Motorsports are going to bring and, solid cars. Hey, Noah, his best friend's in the field, too. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I think I think Allgaier will be good but like I said keep your eye on my Snyder um you know I think that uh, he has a, a pretty good shot he's the defending pole winner 
in Daytona for the Xfinity Series in a different car, but uh, he knows how to get around. I am actually going to go with Noah Gregson to win again at Daytona. Uh, Noah's just signed. That's got to be a confidence bump for him. Uh, take a little bit of a load off his mind. We know he's always fast. And like I said, this is basically a crapshoot anyhow. Uh, I'm going to go with Noah to kind of break the uh, the streak uh, for the most part. I know Allgaier won, but that'd be, that'd, Cindric and Briscoe have been doing most of it. So I'm saying Noah. Yeah, that'd be the most Noah Gregson-esque win. Because that is yeah. that is how Noah Gregson yeah. really drives his yeah. momentum. Yeah. He gets something that's so great that happens, like a season opener or things like that. And he, and he surprises you. He shows up. And, and I think that's a really good pick. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Okay, we we can uh, we've got some time here. We can flip over to the uh, flip over to the truck series, and you know this this series. I've I've said all year that the Xfinity's been putting on better shows, but man, uh, last week's truck race was really good. And when you look at this series in terms of the playoff bubble, you've got Tyler Ankrum. You've got Todd Gilliland, and you've got Derek Krause that are all, again, within about 10 points. Uh, And this is not a cutoff race. They're running at Gateway. It's not their cutoff, but we just kind of carry on. Um, And I feel like there are some folks in the top 10 that are really due for a win. Um, But let's look at the bubble for a second. We're at Gateway, Randy. Of the three drivers that we mentioned, Ankrum, Gilliland, and Krause, who do you think has the best shot at coming out of Gateway with uh, in the best position and possibly a win? Well, I think if Ankrum's teammates were treating him like a ping-pong ball, he would be in the best <laughs> position to be able to do it. But I, I think Gilliland has a lot to prove. Um, after leaving uh, KBM last year you know, under the uncircum- uncir- un- unceremonial circumstances, um, easy for me to say. Yeah. Uh, that uh, you know, he's got a lot to prove. He wants to prove that you know the first year team with uh, from Motorsports is is doing good things over there, and I think he's going to be in pretty good position. So, okay, Noah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, that feeling on Todd Gilliland doing well in Gateway. He finished second there uh, last season. You know, finished second so solid. He knows how to get around there. And I do think that his performance has shown up here recently. Um, but Brett Moffitt, he still has not gotten that win. So Brett Moffitt, where you know, I think he could really come on. Is he kind of the Truck Series Kyle Bush? Like I think he is. I would, I would say so. He would but be Johnny Sauter in that same boat too. Sauter as well. Yeah, that's true. Most definitely. Peter, I can't agree more with what Randy and Noah said about Todd Gillen and Noah. You took my stat that he finished second there last year to Ross Chastain, who of course isn't in the field. So. Hopefully he can do one better on Sunday. I think Tyler Ankrum is the guy that you got to watch. Tyler's very uh, sneaky toward the end of the the regular season. He kind of snuck in last year, late in the year. Um, I'm I'm going to say Tyler Ankrum comes out of that trio uh, in the best situation and possibly with a win. We got about 50 seconds. So well, I we'll hope he's in a good mood because he's on the show on Wednesday. Yes, he's coming on the inside <laughs> pass next Wednesday. So uh, Peter, who wins the truck race at Gateway? I think Brett Moffitt finally gets the monkey off his back and wins this season. I think he's been so close in so many races, and I think he finally gets it done at Gateway. Noah. Well, Peter stole mine. Moffitt finished fifth last year, but I'm saying Todd Gill, and we're talking about him. I think he improves that one spot, and he gets that win. Randy. I'm going to go Sauter. Sauter has a lot to prove, so I, I think he needs to get that win. 
Well, guys, I believe what I see, which is why I'm picking Sheldon Creed to go in another race. Gateways is kind of track. Um, I'm looking for Sheldon Creed here, but I'm going to watch out for Ben Rhodes because that boy, I feel like, is way overdue at the Every- bank. And so uh, look for him. We're going to be back with more. We'll talk more NASCAR. We got IndyCar coming up right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, And... We've got a little bit of breaking news here. Uh, Don't have a ton of detail about this, but um, I'm looking at this. And again, this just in looking at a column uh, on E3Extreme.net, which covers uh, the NHRA series pretty heavily and reliably. And the um, 
The headline for this is NHRA, WTF are you doing? And so I was obviously intrigued enough to look at this during the commercial break. And um, the author says, I, meaning he, received messages today that numerous people have been released from their positions within the NHRA personnel from the media marketing team, including people like Hannah Rickards, Lindsay Hudson, Lewis Bloom, and others that have not publicly addressed their release. Um, even Lewis Bloom has been with NHRA for decades announced that his run within the organization has come to an end and really starting to, this author is really questioning what that means for the NHRA. And could that be a telling sign that, um, you know, that, that the NHRA is in deep trouble. Uh, to add to that, he says he also heard that a multi-time world champion in the Nitro ranks will be losing their primary sponsor, um, which uh, to his response is, well, no uh, crap. Uh, what do you expect when all you do is hold events in India and act like you were doing the world a favor by doing that much? Uh, yikes. So... Obviously, this is a rather scathing review of some things going on within um, the NHRA right now. And it leads us to wonder, um, should we be concerned about the future of the NHRA? Um, you know, Randy, that this NHRA has been around forever, it's, it feels like. And um, we, we could read the tea leaves going into this year that they were down on car count and struggling in a lot of ways. But um, when you start cutting staff, that's usually either a sign that you're kind of just right-sizing to go forward or you just don't have enough to make ends meet. Yeah. So we'll be back right after this. I know we're going to. Important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. 
a message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness rolls on, presented by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. And Noah Lewis, Cole Coster, became the latest to test the Gen 7 car. It's anticipated to make its debut in 2022. Tested it at Dover after the uh, proceedings were over uh, there last weekend. Um, what, uh, what are your thoughts on that? What were his thoughts? Yeah, firstly, it's great that we're back to testing, you know, that we can we can mark down Make certain some progress. Yeah, exactly. And and at Dover nevertheless at a at a place where you want to take your new car and and see how it feels. Um, yeah, Custer talked a lot about ironing things out and and still some progress that needed to be made. Um, and then a big step that we're going to have to see is what it will do with other cars and that's soon to come i'm sure and i'm glad we have a whole nother year to iron things out because we need to spend time on a package that works um but cole said you know we still don't know we know how it can run lap time we know how it can run single car uh but we still don't know how it'll run around other cars will it be tight will it be loose we need to iron those things out so i think that's one of the next steps for nascar they're gonna still take some single day testing uh but that's kind of where cole's mind was peter the telling uh quote Part of the quote from me from Custer was that, uh, as some of the other drivers have said, not sure that this car is going to be as savable if it gets out of control as the other cars, um, the current cars are. And to me, I think that's the whole key to better racing is make it less of a slot car. Yes, you want to see these guys driving on edge and actual talent come into play with saving it or drifting around corners. I mean... Yeah, we've seen a lot of testing both pre-COVID break and now with Custer, but I want to see veteran guys get behind the wheel and give it a good shakedown, like Kyle Busch, like Kevin Harvick, maybe even Denny Hamlin, to get their experienced uh, opinions on what this car race is like since they've raced across so many different generations of cup car. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure to see uh, where this goes, but I like the fact 
that uh, they are back to testing and yes. they needed to test at Dover. Now we need to get the thing on a big track and see uh, what it does uh, in that type of a situation. Okay, so uh, a couple of more news items we'll get to later in the show, but uh, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk IndyCar. We did have the Indy 500 last week after all, and we'll talk about it right around the turn after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. As we continue with the madness tonight, uh, we switch gears and talk about the Indy 500, which was run last weekend. And I feel like so much to, to cover, really, from this. We'll try to, um, at a 
somewhat of a brisk pace. We'll try and, and, and take care of a lot of the information we want to put out here. But um, first of all, I think uh, the larger point is Takuma, Takuma Sato, win number two in the uh, Indy 500, and his second win in four years, one in 2017 running for Andretti, and now with Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan in 2020. Um, a couple of you guys had him as a dark horse, but I feel like this race really came down to um, a bit of a strategy play in some ways. Um, but I mean, you can't argue Takuma started 30, led, I think 27 laps and, uh, took the lead at 185 and finished it out, Peter. Yeah. It was a great battle for much of the last round between Sato and Dixon. It, we think fuel came into play. We think that could have been a factor had the race finished under green, but Sato got around Dixon late, like you said, and was able to yep. hold on through traffic and up until the last caution. I don't think, uh, Sato really... Uh, I think he was kind of on a relaxed pace for a good while. I don't think he really wanted to to uh, show his hand until late in the race, which is kind of unusual for Takuma. But you know if he's anywhere near victory, uh, he's going to go for it, however it takes, Randy. And I feel like this time he had the car to do it once he got out front. Um, you know, I mean, if we'd had the restart at the end, and we'll get to that in a moment, uh, then who knows? We might have had a different winner. But as it was, Takuma did what he had to do to win the race. Yeah, the, the sad part is is that anytime you win a race that's not taking the checkered flag, somebody's going to go, oh, well, you only won because it was a yellow flag, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's nonsense. I, I, and it is. You know, a win is a win. You know, we, I know that. You know that from yeah. being races ourselves uh, from back in the day. You'll take any win you can get. But yep. I think, if anything else, I mean, this is now his second win. So anytime you win your first one, it's always people are going to go, oh, it was a fluke. You won, you know, you won one Indy 500, but now you've won two. So now you can say, hey, I'm a legitimate driver. I've won two now instead of just one. So. Yeah. Noah? Yeah, and, and we say to those people, hey, look, Takuma led 27 laps there, and he was in it. He was in the hunt the entire race. He had a great race. Uh, I honestly thought when they came off pit road and Dixon got back in front of Takuma that it was going to be over. I thought that Dixon was going to drive away with it, and, it, and that's what we would see. Um, but Takuma rallied back. You know, we had the strategy and how that was working out toward the end to come back and, and take that lead away. And, uh, and that speaks volumes to him as a driver in this race. You said it, two wins. I mean, that's no, that's no anything to, to not write home about. That's, that's good stuff. You know, that's really good to add your name to that list. So uh, props to Takuma. Yeah. Um, interesting note that uh, co-owner of that team, David Letterman, told his son Harry on Saturday night that something big might happen Sunday. <laughs> Sato made sure Letterman was able to deliver that promise. Um, he said, when I see you tomorrow, we may be Indy 500 champions. And uh, then I guess he uh, kind of rolled his eyes and went to bed. <laughs> sure enough. So uh, now I, I guess uh, David says I have leverage over the kid now. Um, <laughs> whatever that means. But uh, good run for Takuma Sato. Okay, so... Let's let's talk about good day, bad day here. Um, this is kind of a you know we, we, drivers you think had a good day, drivers who you think had a bad day. You can do one of each, two of each, whatever you got. I'm going to start with Peter. Uh, good day. I'll go Graham Rahal. This was his first appearance in the Firestone Fast Nine in ten years. He was up there almost all day. Brought it home third and. 
had the race played out, he was coming that last lap, so, or those closing laps. So had Sauter and Dixon gotten together, who knows what could have happened with uh, Graham Rahal. And for bad day, I'm going to go Simon Pagenaud. He started mid-pack, and I believe Joel even said on the show last week that he has the best car in traffic. Watch out for him. But, yeah, he led a couple laps on an alternate strategy, but he ended up finishing close to where he started in 22nd. Uh, no. Yeah, I would say good day, Santino Ferrucci. And, and we talked about him coming into the show about the moves he made last year and how he got through the field. He did something similar this year, started 19th. To finish fourth is is amazing after that kind of start in the Indy 500. So good day for Santino Ferrucci. Obviously, it wasn't a win, but he's, he's inching closer, and I think he'll contend in future events. But bad day. James Davison finished dead last on the field with the Dale Coyne-Rick Ware entry. I was hoping a little bit better for that team. Um, especially James, you know, he, he, he was making the jump between NASCAR and IndyCar and, and practicing for the Indy 500. And I remember him saying, you know, he was gambling on if he wanted to run the Daytona road course, if he wanted to take his Indy 500 practice. Well, let's just say he made a good choice to run the Daytona 500 road course because he was only in that Indy 500 for a few laps there. So bad day for James, James Davison. Of course, that whole team coming in there with high expectations, a bunch of guys from the NASCAR side, uh, one in a good day, uh, wasn't what they got. Randy. So for good day, I, I got to go with uh, with Sato. I mean, he won the Daytona 500. I mean, you can't get any better than that on a day. Um, for for a bad day, um, I'll go uh, Fernando Alonso. I mean, I, I figure after last year, not even making the field, McLaren wanted, wanted to do better things this year, and they just had a dismal day finishing 21st. So um, it doesn't get any worse than that. Yeah, you you uh, you you guys stole mine. And for for my good day, then I because I, I said it, I thought it would either be Santino or Pato Award winning, and I'm going to go good day Pato Award because mm-hmm. again coming out of this with the top five run a great um, a great race overall for Pato, and I thought a very patient one um, as well. Just uh, did what he had to do and did just didn't quite have it at the end to contend for the win, but a solid run for him. Uh, and certainly I think, uh, underscoring the bright future that we all think he has. And, uh, I was going to go with Alonzo for bad day. Um, but James Davison works too. I mean that when your right front wheel catches fire <laughs> on, lap um, four. on lap four, that's uh, that is definitely a, um, bad day at the races. So, uh, it's it one was, of the- over for him before it got started. Yeah, it's certainly one of those things that you get to the race and you're like, man, why did it have to happen now? Yeah. Why couldn't this happen in happy hour or at a different <laughs> practice session or, or some other time? It had to happen right in the middle of the Indy 500. So, yeah, not a good day. Okay, so which one of you wants to uh, be the one to describe the unsafe release? <laughs> oh. Don't everybody volunteer at once. Hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> see, seeing nobody, I'll do it then. So we knew that would happen. Yeah, see, that's why. It, yeah, I, well, I because see, we all there's a different route we all want to take, and we're just trying to figure yeah. out which one of us is going to take that low route. Well, I mean, <laughs> I see what you did there. So you know, when you have a guy that turns out of his pit and makes a slight collision with another car uh, in NASCAR, that would be called oops, mm-hmm. and the race goes on. In IndyCar, it becomes an unsafe release which sort of seems like um hitting the button on your roller coaster uh <laughs> you know seat holder there uh and and you know because somebody may fly out from 20 it's like feet releasing a dinosaur die. into the wild yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but but I, the the concept of an unsafe release uh just doesn't make any sense to me we're all we know it's the the pit area it's a closed quarters um you're all doing this at speed uh 
I just I don't know what to make of this. Peter, are are you okay or not okay with with that call? I mean, ultimately, it is a judgment call. It's a ball or strike call, and I think the rule was written to keep pit crews safe from potentially out-of-control race cars. That really wasn't an issue here, so honestly, I've gone back and forth. I've watched the incident over a couple times, and I'm against it. I think Rossi had the race stolen from him because he was definitely marching forward. Randy. Sounds to me like the pit crews on IndyCar teams are wusses if they can't get away from a car, especially since IndyCars are so low to the ground. Just jump over it. (laughs) It's not that big of a deal. It's not a stock car. I think even I might be able to jump over that. See, even Um, that. Yeah. Noah. I I feel the same way there on that front. Um, There's a difference. Okay, maybe I'll accept the rule. But when you come out and you make slight contact, come on. I mean, that's yeah. They they were both fine. They both drove away. Everything was fine. He didn't have an issue. Uh, I don't get that call. I don't. I don't agree. At least find some terminology for it. It was yes, Yes, (laughs) please. It's just so it's so open wheel type racing. So FIA unsafe release. Uh, (laughs) We have to do an investigation and get the safety car out there. Uh, Does Frodo work for? IndyCar? Because yeah. you sound like Frodo. Just yeah. it's, well, you know, it's the best sorry. I could do on short notice. Uh, Alex Rossi got screwed. Even though he ended up hitting the wall later, uh, I would argue that that may not have happened if he hadn't been in yes. that spot. Back with more after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motor Sports Madness continues. Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strader, and Randy Miller gathered around the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina, talking motorsports. Nikea James handling the production quite capably. Uh, we continue to talk Indy 500. Um, man, we had some, I mean, obviously every Indy 500 features crashes. I thought this year we had a couple of just nasty um, dingers. The first, of course, was Oliver Askew, another driver that I think we thought at least could be a dark horse favorite. And after Connor Daly got out of shape, Askew, I think, just probably hit the brake, or it's almost a reflex panic reaction when you're young and, you know, it's early in the Indy 500 and you're a rookie. Um, and man, he just walloped the inside uh, wall, and I was just thankful to God that he walked out of that car because that was a hard, hard hit, Peter. That's one of the biggest hits I've seen at Indy in a couple years now. I mean, I can't repeat my initial reaction to that crash, but (laughs) like you said, just thank goodness that both Askew and Daly were okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, And uh, Noah? Yeah, you know, Askew... It was it was very interesting because they were coming to the restart and it was just a uh, a complicated crash when you look at how it all happened with yeah. Daly and then ask you behind and 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 just how it all happened but the, to to see how big that crash was even at that lower of a, of a speed it was yeah. it, it took my breath away I mean it certainly wasn't for a good sure Randy <laughs> yeah I mean anytime you you obviously have rookies in the Indy 500 they're gonna make rookie mistakes and you know I mean I, whether the crash could be avoided or not it's just one of those things where you learn from it and then you move on next year and hopefully do better yeah I mean there were a few other guys that hit the wall but nothing to that degree um, until. We got down to the closing laps and Spencer Piggott, which again, another, I thought just weird looking crash. Like why did this happen the way it did? Ends up hitting the attenuator beginning of pit road. Um, And uh, again, he got out of the car and just kind of flopped over. Um, It was uh, on the ground for, for a little while. I think just trying to catch his breath. Um, He is okay. But, um, man, what a crash that was. He didn't just hit the attenuator. He killed it. I mean, yeah, he, I know there's actually did, yeah. I know there's a lot of controversy over. They could have red flagged the race and restarted it. But with how hard he hit that attenuator, that would have been, yeah. been an hour plus uh, repair to the end of the wall there. Yeah. Uh, Randy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I said yesterday on the show, you know, that, that we'll, we'll get to the whole controversy with the red with the yellow flag in a little bit. But um, anytime you hit that wall, no matter how hard of a hit it is or who it is, you, you always want to take safety in mind and, you know, not knowing what kind of condition he was going to be in. I, I understand the, the insinuators are plastic barrels of water, but at the same time, if you hit it at 200 miles an hour, it's like a brick wall. 
So anytime you hit those things, it's going to hurt. Well, and like you said, it was so odd how the crash happened because yeah. at first it just looked like a regular, oh, he spun, he's backing down the track, but then it's like it sucked him in. It like yeah. sucked him in and then like threw him out. That's what it does. It sucked him in and yeah. threw him out, and it was just nasty how it went down. And, yep. and so very, very fortunate that he got out. He was able to get out under his own power. He did lay down, uh, obviously – the wind taken from him oh, like yeah, it would have been sure. anybody. Yeah. Um, but very thankful that he's out of the hospital. He's, he's checked out and he's fine um, because that was nasty. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, and, of course, that set up the situation that ended the race. Um, they went around under yellow and just finished the thing um, to give Sato the win. And that created a lot of controversy. And, look, um, Noah and Peter, you guys are new. To our shows um randy's not randy's been with us a few years <laughs> he's seasoned randy knows how i feel about races that under and under the yellow um it's mostly unprinceple language um it's uh it's family look, show it's yeah it's family show um <laughs> here's my deal when you end a race under the caution it never really ends you just abandon it and if you're going to call this the greatest spectacle in racing we've got to come up with a scenario where there's a race to the finish I understand you can't think of every scenario and certainly where Piggott hit. I mean, nobody would have would have thought that. And, and so I understand the situation. And you say, well, it would have taken an hour or whatever amount of time to fix the wall. Look, we, whatever it takes, don't. It's like heartbreak. I mean, you know, I understand in football that if the – if the team that's leading is on offense with 45 seconds to go, they just kneel down and run the clock out. I saw that comparison on social media. I get it. But they have the ball, and they're leading. You know, I, I understand you can make the same case for Sato at that moment, but I just think in racing, the idea is to race to the finish. And so I believe a fix for this is last 10 laps must be run under green. Um, would anybody here disagree with that rule if they instituted it and why if you do um you know i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> now he's laughing for some reason i'm not sure why i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't <laughs> i would not disagree with it i know that they'd have to work something out um because there are so many technical things that go into it of course we talked about the cleanup for just a couple of laps uh we talk about how you have to have someone refire those cars uh -huh. you can't just stop them on the back stretch and then expect them to all cut back on um, so there are a lot of elements that go into what's challenging with a green-white checker or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, yes, I mean, we're at a point now where we've got a lot of technology to figure this thing out where we could theoretically find a way to get back green because that's what we want to see. You know, you talk about you made the we heard the football analogy. Well, this isn't one team against another. This is one right. team against 30-something other guys, yeah. you know, so – so it is the greatest spectacle. It's the, one of the biggest motorsports, if not the biggest motorsports race of the year, um, to see it ride around. And, fin and, of course, we have to check on the condition. But there have been instances where drivers have been hurt. Uh, we look at Almirola at Kansas. We got that race back going. It was a, it was a lengthy procedure to get him out and clean him up and, and everything like that. Uh, this wasn't like that, but for an instance. 
Um, so there is there there needs to be a way to get that thing back to well, green. I, I mean, you know, John Paul Montana took out a jet dryer at Daytona. He blew <laughs> up a jet dryer, and we waited hours to yeah. restart. They had to fix the, the literally fix race. the track because it broke the track. Um, had to had to had to repair the whole the track surface. Yep. Um, you know, I just I don't see why we couldn't figure this out. But uh, I'm not taking anything away at all from Sano. I'm happy to see him win. Um, just saying, I think we could do better here um, quickly. Um, anybody surprised at the abysmal ratings this race mm. got? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was going right up against the NASCAR Cup race, which obviously will draw in its own fair share of viewers. But I feel like for any motorsports event in 2020 especially, you got to kind of put an asterisk next to the ratings because every other sport is in season right now. And people are preoccupied with vi- the virus or watching other sports or who knows what else. So TV ratings for this year, yeah, they were especially bad at Indy. But, I mean, this year I just feel as, like I said, an asterisk year. Yeah, and I feel somewhat uh, it has to do with a lot of things. You know, like you said, it was coming up against NASCAR, but it's NASCAR at Dover on a doubleheader weekend. You could have watched one race and then recorded the other one or whatever and, and watched it later on NBCSN. Um, but we were on the big network, and, and there are a lot of things that do go into play there. But it was it was surprising to me because it is the Indy 500, and maybe because it wasn't on that May weekend and it, it didn't have everything around it that it usually does, maybe that tuned some people off and, and they didn't feel like w- tuning into it. But it did surprise me. I thought at least another couple million more. So I was kind of shocked to see the race. Randy? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with Noah in respect that, uh, you know, it's it was August 23rd, not May 23rd, as yeah. it's traditionally known. But I think fans just were – you know, got caught out of the loop. I mean, you know, they the Indy 500 was traditionally May Memorial Day weekend. Yep. We've already we had been in the coronavirus for what three months at that point. I think people were just like, I'm done with everything. Like I'm done with life at this point. I just wanted this all to go away. And a lot of people probably just forgot that the Indy 500 was moved to August. I think it just, people just thought it got canceled. Yeah, yeah I think you uh, just hit it right there because I I honestly don't think NBC promoted no. it nearly as well as they should have. Yes, I mean Fox when they when they when Fox is running the NASCAR schedule. All of the Fox programming during the morning and the afternoon on like Fox News and Fox Business, they're always promoting NASCAR, NASCAR on Fox, NASCAR on Fox. I don't think NBC promoted it very well. Yeah. Um, and I think that really hurt because I don't think a lot of people really realized it was on. Um, I mean, I, I, I had a, I had the Indy race on TV and I had a laptop with a NASCAR race yeah. on. I think you hit you the, know, that's how I did it. You hit the nail on the head there, too. And, and NBC has done well with some NASCAR promotional things. But honestly... I knew when the Indy 500 was. I had a date in my head. Yep. But when we got to a couple days or, or about a week out, I said, "Oh yeah, that Indy car, the Indy 500, is this weekend." And that's something I didn't anticipate it. Like every year, oh, this many weeks until the 500, and we see it and we know it. Um, so I think that really played a key factor in it. The promotion wasn't there as it usually is, and I guess it all centers around how different it really was. Well, from yeah. a business perspective, though, I mean, I don't, I'm not even sure if NBC knew that the race was actually going to happen or not because yeah. of for up until you know three or four days before the race, they were even uncertain. Uh, you, you, you've got to promo it though. Well, yeah, you I know, but you can't, you can't spend, you, you can't spend all of your money on promo time, and then the day before the race, go, oh well, I guess we can't have no, the race. No, that's now. exactly you know what, what you do. Actually, in my <laughs> opinion, I, I okay. think that's exactly what you do. You've then it's the greatest spectacle in racing. True. You've got to promote it as such. If something happens at the last minute, then it does. But I, I think NBC did a really poor job of promoting it. And even on race day, yeah. 
it did not, there wasn't a huge pre-race show, and I thought they started it way too late. Mm -hmm. um, that's a traditional noon Eastern start time, mm -hmm. and I thought they should have stayed with that. Um, you know, they, they, the, the network, the programming side has got to be able to adapt. This is... This is one of the this is one of the two marquee races on the planet. Um, you know, and to you give, gotta to give credit. Last year they hit it out of the park. It was NBC yeah. and they did great pre-race yep. promotionals, yep. Uh, everything. It, it, was it was the just first different. one back. Yeah. Um, you know, this year I just thought they really bombed it. Uh, but uh, such as it is, Takuma Sato picks up his second win and the second win for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan as well. Previously winning it with Buddy Rice. We'll be back with more of Motorsports Madness right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back. The Madness continues here on Race Chaser Radio. Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, Randy Miller, and Nikea James with you. And we're going to start off this segment with something that we call fill in the blank. And if you say, well, gosh, I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah. Um, credit, Mind your own business. Credit to ESPN. <laughs> pardon the interruption. Um, I'm a huge fan of that show. I literally stole the bit. Um, so we are going to... Um, I just did. So, you know, if ESPN wants to sue me, that's fine. Um, they'll get a dollar fifty. Yeah, they'll get a bucket. <laughs> okay. So, again, we've got some uh, some topics here. We have to fill in the blank, and we'll go around the table just like we have uh, virtually the entire show. Um, I think I'm going to start with Randy because he's kind of a veteran of this. Okay. So, Randy, here we go. First uh, topic: Jimmy Johnson's throwback scheme for Darlington is blank legendary legendary because i mean you you're you're honoring both himself and petty and earnhardt all three seven-time champions it's an incredible paint scheme nothing will ever beat it peter the best in show i think that will be the best throwback scheme to hit darlington in a couple weeks i may just make my way down to south carolina to see it in person noah absolutely beautiful and and first off props to ally to go ahead and throw their colors, their usual company colors, out the window and let him run this because some companies get a little bit particular with the throwbacks. I love it. Jimmy Johnson's throwback scheme for Darlington is Rush Morick. That's what it is. It <laughs> awesome literally word. is the Mount Rushmore of NASCAR. It's a combination of seven-time, mm. seven-time, and seven time, uh, we got we have to have a fourth, and we'll figure that out later. But um, nobody else is even close. So uh, yeah, it, the, the combination of of Petty Earnhardt and and Johnson uh, just is. I mean, that car I could stare at that picture all day. It was tastefully done. Um, I don't buy too many diecasts anymore. I will own that one oh, same when here. it comes out for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, for next sure. topic. The next driver I'd like to see. Now, again, for the audience, uh, a few years back, Elio Castroneves went on Dancing with the Stars, if you remember that show, and won. So I was thinking, well, it's about time for another racer. We tried Michael Waltrip, and (laughs) he went 468 starts on uh, Dancing Dancing on the Stars without winning anything, too. Um, Two left feet for Michael. Um, The next driver I'd like to see on Dancing with the Stars is Blank Peter. Morgan Shepard. We've all seen the footage of him on roller skates. (laughs) Just why not? He's like, how old is he now? Like 74? Or Too something? old for dancing yeah, with the stars. He'd be, he be trying to do the polka or something. Oh, my goodness. Randy Miller. That was great. That, Randy Miller. That, I don't even know if I could even jump that up. How do you that. follow that up? I don't even remember what I was going to say now because he just completely got to Noah first because I don't even remember what I was going to say now. All right. Uh, let's go current, and I'll say Ryan Blaney. I think Blaney has a, a good you know, a personality underneath that mustache, and I'm sure the ladies would love it. Uh, to have Ryan Blaney on the Dancing with the Stars. I think he'd do a good job. I was going to say Kyle Larson because he's won every gosh darn thing else in the world, so why not be Dancing with the Stars too? He would be sort of, uh, you know, he's kind of young. And Maybe had a hard to find a dancer as short as he is, though. Uh, well, some of those Russian, Swedish people that they have. Yeah, they, I think uh, I, I, lo- <laughs> I love Peter's answer yeah, to that one. Good. But as much as I love that answer, I think you all missed the boat here. The next driver that I'd like to see on Dancing with the Stars is Clint Boyer. 
Haven't you oh, ever seen the Mobile One right. commercial? Yeah. Yes. You, you I mean, have to, well, wow. That's very true. You would have to be perfect. sober for more than two hours, though. Well, <laughs> no, I'd rather see him uh, yeah, drunk. Yeah, get him yeah, drunk on the show. I think uh, the, the ABC is a Disney-owned company, so I don't oh, know he, that would be... He'd get some personality votes. That's a good one. <laughs> Clint Boyer. Okay. Let's throw in Kenny Schrader, too, because I feel like he could talk yeah, to death, yeah. but, you know, just <laughs> talk for two hours. <laughs> yeah, Forget about dancing. Okay. Next topic and last topic for this. If they if they named a cologne after Ricky Stenhouse's hairstyle, it would be called blank. Randy. What in the actual French fry? I have never seen a hairstyle as bad as Ricky Stenhouse's <laughs> hairstyle. So I can't say what I want to say. What? So WTF. <laughs> <laughs> I said French fry just because I was trying to be nice. But oh, what the French fry. Okay, okay. I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I can't say what I want to say. No, I'm hungry. Noah, you got one for that? Yeah. Uh, Stand show. I would say Mississippi Queen, right? <laughs> I think, you know, he's from Mississippi, and and uh, it's a little a little crazy, so I think the song would fit it well. <laughs> Promotional videos would be would be pretty good. <laughs> We'd have some explaining to do about that one. <laughs> that was good. Okay. <laughs> Peter. Uh, I'd call it I lost a bet, because that's the only way I can explain that Say hairstyle. Again? I lost a bet. Lost a bet. I lost <laughs> <laughs> Peter with the great answer. There's no other way to explain <laughs> lost what he I has like back one. here and up here. Just It's all over the place. I think Gregson's trying to duplicate it a little bit. He, but. Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, my, my answer for this was furry animal number five. <laughs> that's that's uh, that was what I came up with. Unsafe for that. release. I'm, I'm for just that glad one. you asked us what it was called and what it was what, instead of what it smelled like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unsafe release. Yeah. What what would it be called? Furry animal number five. Uh. Yeah. Okay. That, unsafe that release is good. I like that. Unsafe, unsafe release. release. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. That'll um, be a good penalty. Now we can talk about penalties for that. I mean, I'm, I'm behind yes. that penalty. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> definitely a stop and cut right there. Um, but uh, okay, uh, enough on that. That those are all fun. Ricky needs a new girlfriend. That's what I would. Yeah, call <laughs> yeah. I think he's got some. Yeah, he, he does. I think he somebody. does. Yeah, I think he has yeah. seen somebody. Okay, silly season. Um, we we need to touch base because, uh, gosh, Richard Petty Motorsports uh, being rumored for all kinds of things. Yeah, uh, the latest of which is that they're going to, in some way, shape, or form, become a Toyota uh, team. And uh, Denny Hamlin. Buying into this now, it was rumored that Michael Jordan would buy into it, would be one of the investors with Hamlin because they are good buddies and they do a lot together. But um, I heard yesterday that um, Michael Jordan was not going to be involved. Now, of course, you know, again, <laughs> from day to day, these things seem to shift, yeah. kind of like, you know, a hurricane that moves back and forth before it hits. Um, and uh, I think... Uh, I, I think this would be an interesting replacement for the 95. They're talking about a two-car team. We've heard that uh, Daniel Suarez might be coveted by Toyota to uh, kind of put, put him back into a better piece of equipment. But um, I'll just go to, I'll go to Randy on this one for your first thought. Uh, I mean, if you were going to do this, would you, put, would you take Daniel Suarez and put him in that car? Or would you do something? I mean, what? What do you think of that idea of, of what could be a Bubba Suarez duel? I mean, as much as I like Daniel Suarez and I, and I know he's a talented driver, he would not be my first pick for a, for a Toyota driver. I, I, I've always been an advocate for one veteran driver and one rookie driver, so I would go out and find a veteran uh, and put in one seat, and then I would pick a rookie from the Toyota development camp and put them in the other car. 
Well, Greg Biffle's not doing anything. He'll do anything. He'll do anything you want. He said, Here's a schedule for you, Greg. No, you got a thought? Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, everything's been swirling around. We hear a bunch of things. I know that there's some technicality on the Hamlin rumor that if uh, there'd have to be something from NASCAR that allowed him to do that. Otherwise, he'd have to leave Gibbs. And obviously, he's not, I don't think he's going to. He's not in that position where he'd want to leave, especially how he's tearing up the cup circuit with Harvick. Um, so I don't know how much is behind that. And I do think it makes Bubba's job a lot difficult, a lot harder right now because he's got to offers to make a choice. Yeah. He's got offers from Ganassi, and he's got all these things swirling around. He obviously knows more than we do. But if this much information is swirling around with where Petty might be, that's something he's got to decide on. And then I get concerned, too, because if Petty does go to that affiliation, we've seen a couple of teams shut down now. Will it benefit the team or will it hurt the team? They're getting sponsorship backing. They're offering a lot here. Um, I think it might help them in the short run. I'm concerned it would hurt them in the long run. Good point, Peter. I, I definitely think that uh, th- this has the potential to be a good or a bad scenario for them. Um, you know, I, I, even Bubba's not a sure thing, but offering a bigger ownership stake um, and a three-year, I think a three-year deal, uh, supposedly, according to what I'm hearing, he's supposed to get a final offer from Chip Ganassi on Monday. But I... I can't see Chip offering him ownership, so I guess you know you're kind of choosing whether you think that the the competitive ceiling of the 42 is that much higher than the 43 to give up the ownership to go there, um, and I'm not sure right now that it is. So, uh, I mean, what do you make of all this? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that the 43 was a four team. They switched to Chevrolet and moved their campus yeah. to Welcome, North Carolina, on the campus of RCR only a couple of years ago, so to make such a huge transformational switch not three years later, that just doesn't seem right to me. Even if it is an upgraded Toyota, you're switching over everything. It's seemingly the last second for the last year with this generation car, so it just doesn't add up to me. So it, really, this team, I think the linchpin is bub up. Once you figure out who the driver is, then you can figure out what the team will look like for Mm -hmm. next year, who the partners are, who the manufacturer is, who the potential new owners are. I really do think Bubba will return to that team, but they've apparently listened to other drivers, so we'll see what happens in the next couple weeks. I think two things I I look at here. First of all, if Toyota is that concerned about Daniel Suarez all of a sudden, number one... What does that say about Eric Jones, their opinion of Eric Jones, who they just cut out of the 20? Wouldn't you want to keep him first? You know, and, and, and also, why would you let Suarez go in the first place if that yeah. was the case, right? Um, so, you know, then the other thing I think about is what if RPM looks at this and goes, nah, I, I just don't think this is working for us. Now what is Toyota do? <laughs> Who knows? They want to run five or six cars yeah. in the Cup Series. Maybe they give more support to the Gaunt Brothers 96 team. Hopefully they re-sign Suarez because I think you're building a solid group over there. They've gotten yep. a couple top 20s this year and had looks at stronger runs. Yeah. I, I just... mean, they should have thought about that four or five years ago when they started losing Toyota yes. drivers instead yep. of waiting until they lost all the good ones yep. and then go, oh, well, maybe we should stop and think about what we're doing here because you've got the way – too many good drivers in the Toyota pipeline that aren't going to have a ride, nowhere to go for several years if the younger kids above them keep coming up to cup because they're going to be in those rides for several years, bearing sponsorship and, and performance. 
So where are they going to go? There's nowhere for them to go. They're going to have to get out of Toyota to get a decent quality ride. And they've got to fix this business model. We heard Bob Levine say uh, a, a numerous amount of times how broken the Toyota manufacturer business model is when you affiliate yourself with someone like Joe Gibbs Racing and how that can drive your business to the ground. That's why I'm concerned if Petty does go that route. Because if things don't work out, if sponsorship doesn't come and cover the rest of that, the out-of-pocket expenses and the expenses you're paying for the cars are gonna is gonna really hurt the team. And I think Toyota's got to figure something out because if they want to hang on to teams, if they want to hang on to good cars, good drivers, they've got to have a better business model set around. See, I couldn't have said it better because the, the whole problem here is that when, when you go to a situation like that, we saw it with Front Row, we saw it with uh, uh, LFR this year, and now, uh, you know, looking at it, maybe uh, RPM, uh, Toyota has got to put out the money to back the effort yeah you know you're either a toyota team or you're not and if joe gibbs is going to be the only team that you take care of to the degree that you're taking care of them that's kind of what chevy did with hendrick motorsports for a long time and that's why the other chevy teams got way behind now we're seeing over the last couple of years finally and especially this this past year and into this year teams like rcr are starting to uh come back up in performance I don't, I mean, who knows what's in the deal, but I think RPM needs to be very, very cautious about jumping ship at a time when their performance is increasing, Noah, and they are getting sponsors without having to switch manufacturers. And to that point, if Toyota gets them, they've got to figure out how to keep them. Yeah. Because if they send RPM underground, like they've done a number of teams so far, I think that's the final straw. I yeah. mean, that you're gonna you're not going to be a team and say okay, well, maybe we'll make the leap over. Maybe we'll try it out. Because at that point, you've run three teams, long-lasting teams, yep. to the ground, no deal. Yeah, yep. and RPM's not stable anyways. So. Exactly. Well, exactly. but they're getting bit But they're there, getting better, and, 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 and they I, could ruin that. Yeah, I don't yep. think this is a, a – I think you got to look real hard before you leap here. So we'll keep our eye on that. We'll be back with more after this. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue.
Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Just sitting here thinking about uh, all the possibilities, uh, all of you in our audience that may be looking for a change of career, or maybe you're just looking for a first career, uh, and you want to do something a little bit different, my computer career may be the answer. If you go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the um, basic free career evaluation. It will give you an idea of whether an, a career in IT is good for you or not. Now, look, everybody thinks IT is so technical. It, it's not rocket science. If you're not great at math, you're not great at science, it's okay. You don't even have to be a computer nerd in order to be successful at this. Take the career evaluation. If you think it, it's, it's something you'd like to pursue, you can train one to two days a week online and in as little as four months you're ready to go into a brand new career and here's how cool it is my computer career has financial aid available if you qualify including the gi bill and when you're ready to go into the workforce they work with hundreds of employers to try and get you placed there are over two million unfilled jobs in cybersecurity alone in this country right now. So your odds of bettering your career and your life are very, very strong. MyComputerCareer.edu, it is training for a better life. And we want to thank all of you for tuning in to this show tonight. We look forward to being back next Thursday with another uh, edition of Motorsports Madness. Don't forget about the rest of the programming on Race Chaser Radio. Just uh, go to your favorite podcast platform, search Race Chaser Radio. You will find us there. Give us a follow. Have a great weekend. So long. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. 
No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.